Hello, and welcome to Relatively Related. It's a podcast where a bunch of relatively related relatives talk about this and that and different types of media. Um, Today we're talking about uh, Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Let's start with uh, Who's Who. Uh, I'm Ryan, the host. And then we'll start with Amelia. We'll introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Amelia. Holly. I'm Holly. Mikey, you want to say anything? Eh, I'm just and joking. Okay. So, That's uh, fair. I'm Mikey. I'm just really excited to be here. And then Selena. Uh, hi, I'm Selena. And then for anyone watching with the video, the bear in the middle of the screen is not a person that's recording our audio. That is Craig. You leave Craig alone. Yeah, Craig's just want to hear to help. Um, it's okay, Craig. So I actually have a funny story to start us off with um, about this movie. So uh, back forever ago, so it's like, I don't know, 10 plus years. I can't do math right now. Uh, my family used to watch the same movie over and over again. And this was one of them. And uh, there's a certain part in this movie that I referenced at preschool. So my parents went to a preschool one day to pick me up. And they're like, oh, little Ryan got in trouble today. He said something. And they're like, oh, what did he say? What, what, what happened? And turns out I strutted up to the uh, teacher and said, Akuna Matata than the B word, which is a reference to the French driver in the movie. He says that to Ricky Bobby. Um, and I just imagine them with faces of absolute like shock and horror that their little angel had said such a word to a teacher. Um, I thought that was a funny story to get started. It connects to the movie and whatnot. Um, uh, another thing. What about the fact that three of us on here right now are in the same house? Yes, that will never happen again. Unlikely. Don't um, say never. Well, not never, but it's very unlikely, unlikely to happen anytime soon. Yeah. Um, Maybe with that let's attitude. See. So I did write a, uh, a short synopsis for the movie. Um, so that way people kind of have an idea of what it's about. It's pretty short. I'll get better at writing these as time goes on. But I wrote down, um, when Ricky Bobby becomes outclassed, he must learn humility and confidence in a sport he once dominated. That sport being, uh, NASCAR 500 racing or uh, Indy, like in, uh, Talladega 500 racing, whatnot. Um, so what was each person's rating of the movie? We'll start. I don't know how you guys' squares are aligned, but uh, we'll start with Holly, Mikey, then Selena, and then I'll finish up the rear. Sadly, Amelia wasn't able to watch this movie. She'll join us the next time to be able to watch it. So, uh, Holly, go ahead. So what is the rating system? Uh, we'll do 1 through 10, and then I have another question after that. Okay, I'd give it uh, like a seven and a half laps. Okay, Mikey? I'm going to go with a six and a half or seven. Don't get me wrong, it's a really great movie, has a great storyline. There's just a lot of iffy parts in it, in my opinion. So that kind of is why the rating's a little down for me. Okay, Selena? Okay, wow. I, f <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna have like the worst opinion of everybody here. Oh, I, no. I'm rating it at like a three. Wow. Out of 10. <laughs> I. 
it wasn't my favorite movie at all, <laughs> if I'm being completely honest. Um, but not saying it was a terrible movie, it just wasn't my favorite. Okay. Um, I would give it probably a seven to a seven and a half. There are certain parts that haven't aged as well, uh, certain um, CGI that hasn't aged amazingly. But I'd say overall, it was a pretty good movie. To be, if I'm being honest, out of any Will Ferrell movie I've seen, it's probably my favorite. Over Elf? Yes, 100% over Elf. I find it yeah, better. I agree with that. Will Ferrell played, he did an amazing job as uh, Ricky Bobby. I just, I kind of, I'm not a big fan of the best friend part in it, though. The really? Only part that really? The only part that really enjoyed me about that would be the, don't let the, or please, Invisible Fire, don't burn my friend. Yeah. That's the one of the only parts that I liked. Okay. Well, uh, a little fun fact. I, I read the screenplay, as you guys know, uh, to the movie to try to get more talking points. Um, in the, the screenplay I read, which I can't guarantee what version it was, I just have a date, and there's no, I don't know how you go from a date to a version, but it has to be later because it was in 2005. The movie came out in 2005, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the friend was actually a rival through and through the whole movie. Yeah, um, which I thought was kind of I prefer the fact that he's a friend. I think in the end, the rival didn't add much interest to the movie in the screenplay. But I could see where you kind of feel like the rival doesn't or the friend doesn't serve that much of a purpose in the end. Um, OK, so Holly, you think Elf's better than Talladega Nights about Ricky Bobby? Um, I don't know. That's a that's a tough one for me tough one that's fair yeah well now see i don't really think you can classify elf and talladega nights in the same category because for one one's a christmas movie and the other one's a horrible comic yeah <laughs> i mean i guess that's really... true but um no, i would say when you come down to as you can classify him as will uh Farrell. is that his name is that correct yeah you can classify him in his category Maybe being the best or worst movie, but I wouldn't say you could technically judge the two movies just based on him being the actor. I think it's fair. That's a good point. So I'm really curious now, Selena. What did you not like about the movie? Um, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot that I didn't like about it. A lot of the like, some of the jokes are really outdated in my opinion. Um. Not saying, like, it was all bad, but I'm not a huge fan of Will Ferrell movies in general, so maybe that could be, like, a bias that I already have had. Um, I also... <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of NASCAR, or, like, racing, and, like, so the genre really didn't appeal to me. Um, so, again, it's not like it was the worst movie I've ever seen. It's just, it wasn't a movie that was targeted toward me. I I could see that if you're not interested in the race car driving. I'm not the biggest NASCAR fan, personally. I don't actually watch any of their races or anything. Um, but the big part I really enjoy is I love the uh, sort of over-dramatized, uh, very comic version of the South. Um, or even just... Uh, southern stereotypes because it's not often that you see a good southern stereotype that even though it pokes fun at it it's still done so well that someone who is from the south can enjoy it 
if that makes sense. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, but I do kind of understand where Selena is coming from in the sense of the jokes kind of being outdated. Yeah. Because, I mean, look at the crisis we're going through in our world today within the past two years, all the stuff that's been going on. So I can mm-hmm. see where people can get offended by that. But I think the movie was mainly based off of um, just a comic, down-to-earth, like, huge humor kind of people. Yeah. It's kind of like you can compare it to... Um, I forget the name of the movie. Something Six. I can't remember the name of it, but it's really, really good. It's hilarious. Um, and it's based in the Western time. Um, but it has, it does, it's a lot of like that movie. that has a lot of jokes. And that one has a great rating throughout the world because of the dark humor it has built into it. Kind of like in this example of Talladega Nights. A lot of people love it just generally because of the dark humor. I can see that, 100%. Um, so, what were some of the things uh, going by Selena, because since she had such a different uh, outlook, because we all kind of rated it the same, around the 7, 7.5, just, you know, whatnot. What were a few things that you kind of liked from the movie? Um, uh, <laughs> I, there was like a couple of really funny quotes that like I did like. Um, there was one by the woman who plays the assistant, where she's like, uh, she was Susan? like, I'm sorry, yeah, Susan. She was like, I'm sorry for like I shouldn't have been standing or something. Where he's signing all the autographs, and she's like, Oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have been standing. <laughs> like I, I like you know some some of those jokes were really funny. Um, I did like the scene with the cougar in the car. I did think that was pretty funny. Um, um, I, okay, so I did laugh when he was running around where he believed he was on fire. I did think that was pretty funny, too. Uh, you know, he wasn't on fire, but he thought he was on fire. And, you know, like Mikey said earlier, uh, that where the friend jumped on him trying to get the fire invisible fire off of him that was really funny so there was some moments that were funny to me okay um i i'm amazed on how many real newscasters were in this movie like espn fox sports i think there was even a cnn at one point like just the amount is insane i feel like you would never see that nowadays um so many notable uh newscasters and what do they call them sport announcers announcers in a a comedy that sort of makes fun of the sport it's taking place in so that was very interesting not only that look how many famous actors itself it has like you have that the girl from glee i can't think of her Uh, name right now jane lynch yeah uh amy adams will ferrell um, I can't remember the uh, pit crew director's name now, but I had looked him up so I didn't forget. And then the best friend uh, that also yes. plays in multiple comedies such as Step Brothers. So, I mean, just are overall. We, are we watching the show where it has, where it has a little bit shaken back? Yes. Yep. So you have seen it? Yes. Beautiful. What do you What do you think about it? Where do you rate it on, on like a scale of 1 to 10? A 9 out of 10. Yeah, see. That one. <laughs> okay, cool. 
that's the, um, from, that's the being southern accent kind of coming out of her right there. Yeah. No, that's definitely a nine. Yeah. Um, something I, I really like that I want to talk to you guys about where um, I feel like it's almost a satire on the industry, but all of the ads that Will Ferrell is in throughout it, like he basically sells his soul to every country. I mean, he puts a Fig Newton sticker over his window to the point where he can't see when he's driving. And I feel like that's something that's very funny that they, I think they picked that really well about NASCAR is everything in NASCAR has a logo or a company on it to an insane degree. I mean, they're wearing Powerade jackets while praying because he has, he's legally obligated to. Or even pray and thank and Powerade during the prayer. Yes. Just that Little point right Jesus. there though. Well, baby Jesus, yes. That is another point that's absolutely hilarious in the movie. Just the prayer itself, because of how many times he brings up little baby Jesus or diaper made of gold, six, yes. what was it, eight pounds, six ounce baby Jesus. Yep. Holly, what uh, was yes. your thoughts on that scene alone? I mean, I don't have much to say, but I love it. So another point that I wanted to point out was also during kind of there in that scene is if you look at the kids Ricky Bobby's kids from the start of the movie of cussing out the grandfather treating him like garbage to the absolute very last scene of the movie when they're laying in bed with their grandmother and reading the book and then coming and like their vocabulary even built from the end to the beginning of the movie and that's very respectful and well-mannered I thought that was an amazing story part of it yeah, I love the quote um, when uh, Jane Lynch's character slaps the boys and they're like, oh, you're going to break us like wild horses, aren't you? And she just like looks at them. I love that quote. I think it's so funny. Um, Selena, did you catch the after credit scene? Um, Like the blooper reel type thing? Uh, no, it, or... it's after like the, uh, the black credits, the ones that's just a black screen. Oh no, I didn't stay around that long. Who would have who would have thought that they uh, had one? To be honest, because that's well I, before I they became very big to do. Um, trying to think. Did anyone notice? Anyone else notice that his cast had Powerade and Wonder Bread on it? Such a small detail that I thought was very funny. Um, trying to think. I'm looking at my list down here of things Can I, I point out a detail I loved yes go ahead so when at the end the last race they have the same I don't know what they're called but the racing jumpsuits and you can see where they clearly took off the Wonder Bread logo uh, I've watched this movie a couple times in preparation for this podcast but today I noticed that they have actually taken a seam ripper to the uh, the racing team that name to try to take it off uh, but it's only like halfway done the what? Dennett Racing? Yes. Where, like, that's only partially taken off. I thought that was a cool detail. There's a surprising amount of very small things that you wouldn't have expected a, just a comedy to think about. But I feel like they really did think a lot of that stuff through. Which, very nice to see. Because I feel like you see a lot of movies that they don't, they don't pay attention to the very small details. Because, like, something as small as that is a joke in itself like you can imagine uh oh, i can't remember that. the one pit crew member going through with a seam ripper trying to tear up the suit um which 
I really like that. Like, I like that they thought through some of the jokes to the point where you kind of make fun of it yourself. Since we're speaking about the uh, pit crew, let's talk about when they're trying to get Bo- uh, Ricky Bobby back in the driver's seat and they try to fake the death of the pit crew member and he walks around. I love that. Just steps around the corner and smiles. And <laughs> Yeah, I love it's uh, there was a fire and it's just like, a fire? What? Oh, he's gone. I, I held his little heart in my hands. <laughs> I felt it flutter and stop. <laughs> what oh, about I love this, that. What about the scene in the bar when he's being held by the, down to the table by the Frenchie and um, he was like, someone hand me a beer because I'm not moving. Yeah, uh, you might as well have me a beer if I'm going to be down here. Oh, that's see when it twists the arm. Oh, no, thank you. That's that just twists my stomach and I'm just ready to puke at that part. <laughs> trying to think. Like, there's so many things that um, I feel like we're missing out on the main point, though, of one of the biggest parts. Frenchie's husband's job. <laughs> yeah, the pyramid of uh, Ger- German shepherds. Yes, the little bitty dog whistle. Yes. Um, Sel- Selena, what was your like part that you think we're missing a big step on right now? Um, I liked uh the where they got kicked out of Applebee's, where the the father got kicked out of Applebee's. And then at the end, he was like, let's go get kicked out of Applebee's. Like, I, I liked how they brought that back at the end. Like, I did like that a lot. I like how when he's being thrown out of Applebee's, he's yelling that he's a veteran and diabetic and that Applebee's has rats. I think that very uh, funny exit to have. What about one of the first scenes when he got kicked out of the school for smoking when he said he was a fireman? <laughs> yeah. It's okay, I'm a volunteer fireman. I got this. An amateur tattoo artist. Yes, and yes, very important. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the Applebee's commercial in the middle of the cars flipping in the last race? I yes, that I thought that was just the funniest thing. It's so true with these live sports, and I feel I like it's another great about it. Yes, and it just comes out of nowhere. Well, they've been um, flipping for so long, we have time to, to do a commercial. Yeah. I love. I would love to pay more attention and go through and see if they uh, just keep repeating the flipping. But it's edited so quickly, I, I couldn't tell personally. Um, but there is a really interesting shot. I don't know if you guys, any of you guys noticed it, because I'm assuming uh, Selena watched it on Netflix. And I don't know where Amelia had watched it before. But after they had flipped, uh, the when they're crawling out of the cars... There's this really weird, like, choppy zoom out and then zoom back in. It's very quick. It happens, like, really, like, in bum. Um, I was curious if anyone noticed it because I'm assuming it's a Netflix issue. I'd never noticed it before. When is so it? I was curious, uh, it's after they flip when they're crawling out of the cars to do a foot race. I don't know. It's not a big deal, but I was just curious if it was just me thing. I had noticed it before. No, I'm just crazy. That's I, cool. I I didn't I didn't notice if it did. Um, I don't think you're crazy, but it very well could happen yeah. on Netflix or if it could be on the DVD as well. I don't know. Selena, uh, did you I notice? Think it's just, I think Ryan's just crazy. 
Yeah, it's possible. It's not the first time that this has come aware, a worry in our life to where we think that you need some help, but it's okay. <laughs> um, Selena, did you notice the uh, Will Ferrell turning into a CGI dummy in the shot towards the end of the movie where it goes through the back window, uh, through the car, and then out the front windshield? Um, I don't believe I noticed that one, but I did notice the the cougar one where the they had that yeah. stuffed animal cougar. That's the yes. one I noticed the most <laughs> out of all of them. And that it's just one like the one just shaking like violently, but it's staying completely yeah. still. Yeah. Um, something I noticed uh from the screenplay that I read was the car in the screenplay was number twenty eight, while the car in the movie was listed as number 26 um i thought that was a really odd thing to change like why waste your time changing that like what, what's the difference it makes but you have to think a lot um, of these when they prepare for this if someone makes one small mistake like putting 26 on the side of a car instead of 28 yeah that's not something you really want to make a big fuss about trying to change yeah i also have a theory behind it um, I did some research into car number 28 in NASCAR. It's not been, it was used up until like 2009. It hasn't been used since. Apparently they just announced that it's coming back out. But I went through the driver's list and one, in, there was a driver in 93. His name was like uh, David Carl Allison or David Allison was like, that was his first and last name, I believe. Um, and he actually, uh, unfortunately passed away at Talladega. So I think that might be the reason behind it, because it's not uncommon for them to change uh, jersey numbers or car numbers in movies like this to, you know, not pay. Because there's a lot of crashes in this movie. There's like four at least throughout the entire film. So I, I do think that might be. It. That's just my current theory. I couldn't find any behind-the-scenes information on it, but I thought it was a pretty interesting fact. Well, you know, a funny part. After, I mean, you're bringing up the wrecks and stuff during the crash. If you sit and look at the damage done between the crashes in that the movie alone, and then you look up um, Darren Arnhart, Dale Arnhart Jr.'s father's wreck, um, I think it was in Tennessee at one of the races. And if you look, if you compare the difference between how in the movie they people are surviving, but then he barely hits a wall. And it breaks his neck and kills him. It's yeah. like so crazy to think that one little slip up can destroy a car, and then the, and then one big slip up that barely does anything to the car destroys you. So that's how yeah. like, when you look at this movie, you don't. I don't think we really pay attention to how dangerous NASCAR itself is. But considering, because we're trying to laugh and get into it and have all the dark humor of the movie, but in reality, it's a great movie to sit and watch and see the dangerous parts during NASCAR itself. Or, you know, he'll make fun of uh, a NASCAR driver just having to turn left over and over again. But there's actually a, a lot of skill that goes into driving those vehicles safely. Absolutely. Uh, I'm trying to think, does anyone else have any uh, points they that wrote down uh, to bring up any really funny moments they like that they want to bring up? Um, anything like that? Um, I another scene that I really enjoyed was when he he was he, he believed he was paralyzed, 
Yes. And then he stabbed himself. Yes, and, and then, then the they take the other knife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they <laughs> took the other knife and stabbed him again, trying to get the other knife out. I thought that was really funny. There's a line in the screenplay uh, after that's supposed to be while he's playing basketball. Um, where I'm assuming I, I, I it makes me think of Psych. Uh, whenever uh, have anyone seen the episode of Psych where he's in the psychiatric facility? Uh, Sean is. Just me and Holly. Okay. Well, anywho. No, I have. Would... I have. Okay. Sorry. Well, it, he uh, after he got up out of the wheelchair because he didn't make it to like the knife scene, but he would get up and say, "Well, goodbye, my fellow cripples," which I thought was pretty funny. Are you talking about in uh, the screenplay? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, that was I thought that was a pretty funny line that they actually removed was uh, he because uh, he got up during the basketball game he actually got knocked out of his wheelchair and then uh, visibly crawls back into it and they like stop the basketball game because like this guy's faking it and after he gets called out he gets up and was like goodbye my fellow cripples and leaves which I thought was a, a risky joke but it was pretty funny the point I want to pick or throw out is like so before like with goes along with the knife stabbing and whatever before he gets in the wreck you know he's a famous nascar driver very well known and after the wreck of course but he still becomes some famous player but he's doing it as a wheelchair driver instead of a nascar driver <laughs> which i thought was very hist- uh, historical or hysterical um that they threw that in there to where, okay, he's going from one sport to another, but he's still in a vehicle, and I just, I don't know, maybe I was one of the only ones to pick up on that. I didn't, but I, I like the, the parallel there that you noticed, because I didn't catch that at all. I'd love to know what happened to the, um, the handicap-accessible wheelchair van he bought. Because I, I really wish they would have had him delivering pizzas in that thing, but, like, they had stripped out the TVs and stuff to help pay for it or something. Like, you see him, like, delivering pizzas with cables dangling from the roof. Like, I think that would have been a very funny touch. Because they mention it, but it's almost like a throwaway joke. They don't mention it again after that. Yeah, but you gotta say, seeing him return the bicycle back to the little boy <laughs> after the fact was hilarious. Yeah, I like that a lot. And it's like this, uh, this I'm back kind of moment. Like, oh, here you go. I don't need this anymore. Which I, I like that quite a bit. I'm trying to think. Is uh, I didn't. I I did my best to prepare for this. I'm sorry, guys. I have some different lists going on. Um, another really interesting difference between the screenplay and the the movie was that at the very beginning, when the driver pulls in the pit stop, um, and he gets out and like gets a sandwich and makes a call, and then Ricky Bobby gets in the car. In the screenplay, he was actually dead when he pulled into this, the pit spot. They found him dead in the vehicle, and they're like, how has he been driving for the last hour? And they just pull him out of the vehicle, and Ricky Bobby just gets in. Do you think that was a good choice changing it, or do you think it was a bad choice? I think bad choice. I think it would have been more... They would have went with the dark humor the entire movie if they would have left him dead. And it also kind of works off the whole joke of NASCAR drivers don't do anything, you know? Like, oh, a dead person could drive this course, which I think could have worked pretty well. And it was one of the jokes 
that when reading translated really well throughout the thing because a lot of the jokes they don't stick the same without the physical humor of the movie uh but that was one of the ones that really just stuck out my head because i was like what in the world like that's crazy um so yeah I, i thought that was a pretty interesting change that they made to the movie um do you have any scenes you want to bring up mil mil Um, there's one more thing I want to say. Is there anything that you, if let's say you're in charge of remaking the movie or you had been in charge of making this one, is there anything that you felt like you would have changed? Like, oh, this just doesn't work. I want this differently. I'd say I would keep the dad. I would bring him back in at a certain point to make it more of a, like a father stay father go father stay father go and he mostly at the race I'm happy he showed up at the race I think he should have showed up earlier earlier and just to get something and then just leave him and his dad see him leave and I, I just felt that really cool. I like that it would have been almost cool to have a show like Ricky Bobby um, really young and like dirt track racing and maybe have him showing up there or something like that. That's a really good one. I didn't even think about that. I like that. Well, I thought it was hilarious when his dad gets the tickets from the stand and's like, 60 bucks for two tickets. <laughs> I really thought that was funny. Um, but honestly, I would like to know, like if I had to add something to the movie, I would want them to add like why his dad left in the first place. Because it re- doesn't really elaborate that as much as it should, I think, to get the basis of the story. And then why did he show up to why did he show up to school that day? Like what? How did he get the message to show up? That's I wish they'd explain a few things like that. That's a really good point. I didn't even think about the fact that why why did why show up after all this time? I have something I want explained. I want so when Cal calls about the house being haunted, if you have the captions on, when after they hang up, there is a whisper that says "get out." So I want to know what that is. Do you think there's actually a spirit in the house? I don't know. I want to know if it's like someone messing with him, or if he's imagining it, or if it's actually there. I want to know what it is. That's something I would like. What you, I want your guys' thoughts on, um, Carly, Ricky Bobby's ex-wife at that point. Do you think? Because they say that uh, your your marriage was a sham. That you she never truly loved you, but she seems to be actually somewhat interested in Cal at the end of the movie when she's like trying to help him be intimidating do you think she actually cares for cal or do you think she is simply just a gold ticker basically he even said i'm a driver's wife i don't work okay so i think that is just the money just money okay and not only that when cal ended up wrecking during the last race or yeah no when he ended up helping ricky bobby with the slingshot during the last race uh, it showed a glance of her being very upset and angry. And then when she seen Ricky Bobby win, well, technically he didn't win because he crossed the line with his hand first, but he got out of the car, so he's disqualified. Yeah. But um, I thought it very interesting when they showed her again and she was like, you could look at like the depression on her face of how, wow, I chose the wrong man until hers ended up winning anyways during the race because of, I think, what would, disqualification, I guess you would say. Yeah, because he was in third place when the crash happened. The first crash of that of that race. 
do cars actually crash that often in nascar races i feel like they can't crash yeah. that that off they do um, okay at least one two maybe three to race not always that big though no sometimes it's just maybe one or two cars um maybe it's okay. just a car that smacks a wall but my, no, o- my actually, only real experience sorry i've actually never seen one with only two cars remaining <laughs> My only experience with um, racing in that kind of fashion is uh, the Freedom 500 down in Florida. Uh, and that's a much smaller, uh, no rules kind of race, 100 laps. Then there's tons of crashes because there are no rules. They're allowed to kind of pit move, move over each other and stuff. So I was kind of curious, is, is it actually this wild of an event on the official NASCAR tracks? Um, Selena, is there anything you would want? Uh, if you were in control, you had that choice. Is there anything you would have changed? Um, I think, like, I don't, I remember someone saying a little bit more backstory of, of him as a child. Just like, just a little bit more in that area. Like, what, you know, because it feels like it went really fast. Like, you know, because I obviously they have to move the story along uh, quickly sometimes, but I really would have liked to see, like somebody said, with him doing more like, you know, races when he was younger or just like him getting into it more like him, how he became like part of the pit crew or something. I agree with that. That was really good. That's a it's something that I, I agree that it's kind of a bit uh, lacking because I'd imagine you have to be highly qualified to be in a NASCAR pit crew. And it's kind of just brushed over. It's just kind of like, oh, yeah, he's here now. He, he's made it from here to here. Because um, funny enough, they actually added scenes from the screenplay of him as a child because him driving the like station wagon wasn't in the screenplay. Although it doesn't add much, they actually did add something. Um, it does feel like we don't we don't have a very good a backbone as to who him and who he is outside of I want to go fast. I also love that the pit crew became a car wash crew. Yes. And I love when it's like, oh she needs a she needs a shine and a buff and they start ripping the tires off the car and you have the guy with the giant squeegee going across the windshield. Um, is there anything else anyone wants to say on it? Uh, any final remarks about the movie? I do think at one part at the dinner table, I wish there would have been some little fight. They bring up some holidays because I feel like there would be some good humor in some qualities like bring up Christmas or Thanksgiving. I think if they bring up one of those two with the children in it, it would be unreal on how humor that table would be. I, I like that. Because that is something that they don't really tap tap into very much is the family life outside of the very little we actually get to see. Something I really like uh, uh, is when Cal and Ricky are talking about how they envision Jesus. You can see the wife's, like her eyes are constantly rolling in the background as she's chewing the gum. I thought that was such a funny touch. Like she's just so over this conversation. She's just like, let me have my Taco Bell, Papa John's, Domino's, KFC, Fiesta. Okay, that was great. When she hollers, she's like, Come on, y'all, supper's ready. I've been slaving over it for hours. <laughs> it just shows that it's all fast food. Yes. 
That'd be my mother. <laughs> I'm joking. My mother cooks, but it's just like the humor she has. She would say something like that. Well, of course, y'all know. <laughs> well, if anyone has anything else they want to bring up, do it now. If not, I'm going to try to uh, outro this. Well, it was great getting to talk to everyone and see everyone and face-to-face. Um, I'm glad yes. we got to catch up and do this. Holly I'm so Ryan. glad Amelia got to make a last-minute, like, join-in, because you, you brought in, like, a lot of the good stuff in this conversation. And especially not expecting you on here is definitely a good feeling to get, to get to talk to you and see you see your face for once. Feels like it's been forever. Um... Holly, Ryan, I will see you in a few minutes. <laughs> yes. Selena, it was great would... talking to you. Yes, so... it was great talking to you, too. I know. You don't have to tell me how good it is talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to say real quick, uh, thank you to all the people who have listened to our first podcast. We're sorry if it sucked. Hopefully we'll get better. Uh, I'm sure we'll get better at muting and unmuting. Uh, hello to everyone who might be watching on YouTube and can't see our faces. Howdy. Um, what else? You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, Facebook, all of the unnecessary social medias all around the, the globe uh, and on YouTube. And we have a website which will be linked in either the show notes or the description. Um, thanks for watching. If you're a family member, thank you for supporting us. We are excited to keep going. Um, Anyone have any other closing remarks? Any goodbyes? Okay, so if people have any topic suggestions they want to hear, where can they submit them? Great question. Thank you, Holly. You saved me in the last moments. Um, if you have any suggestions, the best place to submit them is to our Gmail, which is relativelyrelatedpod at gmail.com. That's all lower caps, no spaces, hyphens, nothing like that. All one word, basically. Send it there and I will respond and we will be adding it to our master list topic discussion board that we have started on our chatting service. Good question. Anyone else have, any else, anything, anyone else have anything else to bring up? We're good? Okay. Well, thank you for watching. <laughs>